0: Advent, charm with your stainlessness these winter nights, skies and be perfect. Fly vivider in the fiery dark, you quiet meteors, and disappear. You moon, be slow to go down, this is your fool. The four white roads make off in silence towards the four parts of the starry universe. Time falls like manna at the corners of the wintry earth. We have become more humble than the rocks, more wakeful than the patient hills. Charm with your stainlessness these nights in Advent holy spheres, while minds as meek as beasts stay close at home in the fleet hay, and intellects are quieter than the flocks that feed by starlight. O pour your darkness and your brightness over all our solemn valleys. you skies and travel like the gentle virgin towards the planets, stately setting oh white full moon as quiet as bethlehem thomas merton
1: oh i feel like i should have had a hot chocolate listening to that i could smell cinnamon oh i could smell it all and that was the beautiful voice of
0: jim mcneish
1: um and i am kirstie mack and we bring you a little bonus session a bonus <laughs> session for the end of this season and it came about because Jim and I were we kind of we love delving into getting our poems and our quotes and I was actually doing a little um the little recordings that we put out on social media and I was listening into one of you and I can't remember what it was but it was one of the poems that you read and I just kept listening I was going and just with the music behind it it just sounded so beautiful And we get a lot of feedback from people about the poems and the the quotes and and where that takes people. And I thought, you know what? Christmas and Advent feels very sort of storytelling, magical, that liminal space which got a huge amount of feedback. And so I said to the McNeish, I was like, can you tell us some stories? (laughs) Just... And I'll record you. Um, (laughs) Effectively, it was about Advent, you know, because I think, and it feels, I wanted to know more about it from a sort of maybe Christian tradition perspective, and we'll have a chat about other traditions, um, and just an idea of, of actually, I think it's probably just these, these past years, actually, even more so this year, that I was aware of Advent, per se, rather than Mm. We run up and then we have Christmas. Um, and so yeah, i i re- I wish I had hot chocolate, but I do have a coffee <laughs> and I've got my hands around the mug.
0: You have, you have, you're I little have. cozy.
1: <laughs> I've, I've got a big jumper on, big socks, I'm by the fire, and you're
0: also practically in a wardrobe from what I can see. <laughs>
1: you
0: know, it's like the line of witch in the wardrobe right here. Uh, so if you
1: go behind that door there. Mm-hmm, yeah there's so many things in there there's so many things so tell us McNeish, since this is uh, i want to hear some stories tell us, I, tell us about advent
0: so advent for me has become increasingly special so like it starts the fourth christmas before christmas day the fourth sunday before christmas day so it's a time of anticipation um and you used to see it on blue peter remember on blue peter with the coat hangers and tinsel and the candles would get lit <laughs> leading up yes and yeah so so that that's a, a church uh, thing where they light the candles leading up to christmas day and um, obviously there's a more secular tradition which is getting a christmas tree in and gifts and food mm-hmm. and that's amazing love all that um and for me there's also something about the coziness particularly in scotland when it gets dark at quarter to four
1: yeah right it was dark at 9am this morning i don't think we had a sunrise
0: (laughs) it's a lazy sun in the winter isn't it it's really hard getting out of bed um and so for me i've had the fire on a lot this winter Mm -hmm. already um and just lovely wee blaze candles lit it's the coziness of all that the kind of the sense of huddling down Mm -hmm. um and in Scotland, we do that well, or, or you've got to learn how to do it well. Some people struggle with seasonal adjustment disorder in Scotland a fair amount. My dad used to yeah. struggle with it. No but bad. actually, um, you've got to do it well. You've got to do it with novels and friends and chat and fire and food. And um, if you can do it well, then Advent will lead up to the midwinter season. is just It's just wonderful. But for me, in the last few years, it's become more resonant. Um, and, and I think us speaking about liminality a few podcasts ago it's that space between two thresholds something kicks off you know, fourth Sunday before Christmas suddenly there's decorations everywhere, there's singing there's things on television there's uh, things like starting to come into our church services and things and we're not right there yet we're not at Christmas day and there's a space kind of in the middle, a liminal space and um, And that's what Advent is. It's that anticipation. Mm -hmm. And in the Christian tradition, there are three kind of really important Advents. So one is about the coming of Jesus, which is Mm -hmm. the leading up to his birth. Uh, There's another one, which is the just before you become a Christian, the kind of the leading up to him coming into your heart, as we would say it. So there's that growing in faith, that curiosity, that could it be true? You know, there's mm-hmm. that kind of, oh my goodness, is it like, is this really true and miraculous? And 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 d- d- does God still walk as a person, you know, and, and, and could I engage with it? So there's that real, oh. and I remember that phase for my own life. I remember the world was just magical and amazing before that happened. And then we also talk about the second coming of Jesus, which is when it all gets wrapped up. So there's a beginning, there's a life, and then there's an end and there's advent for all of them and the christian tradition really really wants us to sit in the advent period a little bit longer so that we change so that something in a fundamental way begins to really change in us and that's the if you like the the element of advent which i love most about my faith um that 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 liminality that that suspended that You know shuffling off an old belief and replacing it with a glorious faith in in a preferred future in a son of god in um uh, a way of being in the world which is more loving and more caring and more peace bringing you know like and, and to actually shift from a a more despairing belief into one which has you full of hope is I think what advent births in us just by going through the process
1: okay I'm sold where do we sign (laughs) (laughs) I think you know there's there's been many times when we've done these podcasts that I've been sad that people can't see um and just to see you talk about that in terms of the luminosity that you speak of and you light up when you speak about it and the I love that glorious glorious is such a beautiful glorious faith and, and just see you even sit up in your seat as you talk through the Advent and um it it gives more credence to it, it gives more depth to the notion of Advent. And and those those candles in, um, yes. in Blue Peter, um do they, they signify different things?
0: Very good. So in traditional, some traditional Christian settings, there's uh there's uh, three purples and a pink. It's all your colours, okay. Kirsty. It's okay. all your colours. Yeah, <laughs> the colours alone. So um, people, and um, hope um, is the first one, um, which is called the prophecy candle. Uh, the second one is faith, um, the, uh, the the Bethlehem candle, which is uh, you know that 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 next stage, um, and then there's the pink candle, and pink candles party time. You know, it's like, come on, this is it. Pink candle's lit, it's party time. That's joy. And that's the, the shepherd's candle. And then the final one just before Christmas is the peace candle, um, which is the angel's candle, you know, and, and it's, uh, it's the declaration of peace. And then some traditions have a white candle in the middle, which is the Jesus candle. Um, and it's the, uh, the Christ candle. It's about purity, and that gets lit in on Christmas Eve. And so you build up with these things, and um, the candles are a, an important tradition in it. Uh, got but two of my
1: middle names as well.
0: well I, do you know? I was thinking that when I was writing it. Joy and hope,
1: and I was just like, <laughs> Kat Kennedy used to say, like, faith, hope, and charity was my middle name. <laughs> it's just like so, joy and hope. Um, uh-huh. I think I might get a couple of other ones added in as well.
0: But yeah, what about yeah. from? and so and i think it's the thing about the, the christmas is is its inclusivity like we all know jews and muslims who love mm. christmas time mm. as well and whether they bring in hanukkah or some of their own yeah. traditions at this time it's cool but i mean what about you like what what does it represent to you because i know you get excited for christmas <gasps> oh, you know what goodness. are some of the family things that are kind of christmasy and adventish for you
1: Oh, just, I adore Christmas. So Christmas Day, I'll I'll work, I'll work backwards because Christmas Day is is a, a huge day for me at this age also. um, Just getting the Advent calendar. I didn't really, yeah. you know, as a child, oh, it's chocolate, it's toys. But there is, and it's curious because this year we haven't had one in the house. And I keep saying to Billy, I was like, it feels like, you know, Christmas, it feels, I mean, this year is weird in terms of time, but... Yeah just that opening and the countdown and the I didn't realize how much of a of a mindfulness even though it was like okay there might be a chocolate in it which Billy would obviously want the chocolate but the mindfulness that that gives you of opening it up and saying okay there's one door and and so yeah I I hadn't realized that I had missed that notion because the chocolate's never that great um (laughs) Christmas tree, like putting up the Christmas tree Always arguing about when we want the Christmas tree up I don't know if you, it's been um, Whether it should be 11 June. feet high or not Oh, it should always be 11 feet high Which I'm very <laughs> excited about We are very excited about our Christmas tree This year, not going to lie people Actually two <laughs> Christmas trees, we have um, oh, oh. okay but did, Do you know what, I don't know if it's I know you have to walk miles in order to see another Hoost, right? But. Yeah people put their cheese up really early this year you've seen that right yeah Mm -hmm. i did yeah super early two weeks before december yeah and there's just something with him he's going oh my goodness you shouldn't have it then and billy's birthday is the 14th so in his family his mum would never put the christmas tree up before his birthday so it would always go up in the 15th and so there's all these little traditions Um, i love getting christmas cards i love christmas cards yeah. I love the fact that glitter comes out of the Christmas cards and it's always <laughs> about the house for in March. You know, you're even used to is Isn't that still
0: here?
1: <laughs> I love that. I adore that. So I think, yeah, that whole build-up. I've missed the notion of walking around the shops. I love the shops. I love, you know, Glasgow, Princess Square with all the sparkly lights. I love Royal Exchange Square when they do all of that. I've missed that going into yes. the shops. Because everything that we've done is is online, so yeah, I've kind of missed that notion.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah, so there's like little things that and it's curious this year as well because we're making choices about whether to go home for Christmas or not. Billy and I never spend time together at Christmas. He always goes to he always goes home to the island, the island, the island. Yeah. And um, yes. there's only one island, according to the <laughs> islanders. Yes. Um, but we've both made the decisions not to see our parents over Christmas, Yeah. Um, yeah. so we are hated. <laughs> we, we are
0: yes. Ejected um, from the family, yeah.
1: We will never have a Christmas with them again, um, yeah. but yeah, it, and it's really interesting isn't it because there was like lots of paradoxes coming up because Christmas is all about family and love and joy and peace. And there's nothing that would give us more joy and peace and love for our families to be healthy, and so uh-huh. that's the reason we made that decision. It feels very bizarre not to be waking up at my parents on Christmas Day.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and and for and it'd be weird to have Billy here. Um. But that our choice is that they stay healthy for as another long threshold.
0: As we can. It's another threshold. It's Isn't a it? threshold in you and Billy's relationship. It's a threshold and. Your family having to live in a different kind of world. And um, there's another, there's another really mysterious and wonderful. I don't know if you're familiar with Chris Tingle. Yes. I think, you know that's beautiful, isn't it? It's like it's um, it's a children's service. So it's it's German little Chris child Chris Kingle. Um, but what they do is, and I just think for this year particularly, I mean, you you do get. Loads of kids running, usually jacked up on sugar, running around with naked flames in an old, dry building. But um, <laughs> apart from the health and safety issues around it, the actual uh, device, which is the orange. So you have an orange, and you, um, which represents the world. And then you have a candle in it, Jesus, the light of the world, red ribbons to recognize him dying for the world his blood. And then dried fruit or sweets for... Um, the fruit of the earth but like this year how symbolic if we mm. have kids with the world in their hands you know for me there's something about you know we're in a strange situation and we are getting confronted with social and environmental uh, as well as medical kind of global issues and what is it like to start to think about the world that we're giving to these kids to inherit what would it be like if that became a little bit of what our faith was about at this time and, and 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 during this liminal period we really allowed ourselves to be challenged about what are we doing for the world what are we doing to bring light to it what are we doing to reflect what god would have liked for this world um environmentally uh, in terms of fairness in terms of how we handle kind of global issues um you know that th- this year in particular we've all been confronted with the there's an absolute cause and effect based on whether we keep the rules or not yeah you know and if we don't keep the rules then more people get sick and you know we're seeing variations of the disease and stuff start yeah. to form and because there's so much of it um, or we kind of learn how to ameliorate our behavior based on doing something for the world, doing something for other groups of people who are vulnerable, doing something for frontline NHS staff. And this isn't an attempt to induce guilt. I think everybody has to do a risk assessment of mental health against how they're managing things. So like, I'm, I'm really, really up for sensibleness there, but, but does that idea of the world in your hands like ever resonate with you that, you know, we're all holding it. We're all, and we're reliant on one another as well to actually bring some light to it. And I think at this time, and with the Chris, Kingle, Chris Tingle type um, service, although it's traditionally a children's one and there's loads of sweets and, and the magic of the candles, I do think there's a real significance to that one right now, which is we've, we've got the world in our hands right now, folks. We're having a look at it in a way we've never had a look at it. What are we going to do with that time? Yeah. What are we going to do with it? And what are we going to do with what we can do with our little bit of it?
1: I just had this thought process of people listening into the podcast going, "I'm going to get a tangerine on the way home." You know, <laughs> like,
0: That's it. <laughs> get me an orange. And I, I just, just put a wee birthday cake candle in the top, and you're there. You absolutely. know, absolutely.
1: But just just that notion of because it has been a massive opportunity to reflect and to look back and to evaluate and and to notice. You know, yeah. I suppose it's about letting go and holding on and. Um, ever more so and what like for for Christmas itself <laughs> I'll ask you first and then I'll talk uh-huh. about Christmas because I get quite excited <laughs> what was it like Christmas day what was what was what's what traditions
0: did you have very simple like not a religious family so it was about the excitement of Santa coming it was the mm-hmm. gifts Um there was always a pile of gifts on the floor and like a big pile. They weren't wrapped. They were just, the gifts Ah, were there. They weren't wrapped. They were just like a pile of gifts and there was a selection box and there was all that stuff. And I think early on when there was no money, I think my dad would sometimes swap gifts or games with some of his sisters that were in good neck. And so we would find some of our games that we never used for just had suddenly disappeared from the house. And I suspect they turned up on my cousin's floor And we would get some of theirs, because there was one game I remember I really liked of theirs that all of a sudden we got it and they didn't have it anymore. Um, But it was always, you came down to that big surprise. And then it was Turkey. And my mum and dad were really good at inducing excitement just by the tone of their voice. You know, they would get so, like, there'd be little whoops and little bits of excitement and everything was magical and big. And so, of course, you believed them. It was magical and it was big. And and I found out, like, later that... Neither of my parents' parents really celebrated Christmas at all. In fact, in Scotland, when they were kids and also growing up teens and young adults, they worked Christmas. They had New Year off, and so they were down. My dad was down the pit in at, at Christmas time, and um, and it wasn't a big day. Um, they, you know, there was maybe a balloon or something you know blown up or or something like that played around with, and but nothing big. And so both my parents, when they got married as young couples, setting out. The, one of the meals they had and, and got excited about was like, when we have kids, we're going to make sure that they get presents and we're going to make sure that they get stuff. And and so I think it was that wish for us that swept us into just a real love for Christmas mm. Day and the gifts that we did get. And so therefore, that's why I've always made a big fuss of it. Yeah. So that's that the ours was just turkey for the meal uh, t- television at night, uh, presents during Queen's the day. Speech. Did he do the Queen's uh Queen's speech. speech? We did the Queen's speech. Yeah. Yep. And um we all became royalists for a day. Um <laughs> it's like What about you? What happened at your house? About four AM. Um yes, I would wake yes.
1: up. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I can safely say that if I was home this Christmas at the age of forty five, at four AM, I would wake up. <laughs> Because last year at 44, at 4 a.m. I woke up and um, I'd open up the door and see if Santa has been. And the way in which I knew if Santa has been is if the Santa sack was outside my door. Right. And God love them. It was still outside my door last year. <laughs> and I still had that. I still woke up at four and I was there. And my brother, my brother was. No, my brother wasn't there last year. And so I woke up on my own um, like, because um, usually what would happen, we'd wake up, bring our Santa sacks into one of our rooms and then we'd play cards or something because mom and dad said we couldn't get, up, couldn't get them up too early. <laughs> and then, I mean, when we were young, you know, six or seven, we'd just be like, Santa's been! <laughs> um, but I think we always used to wait for mum and dad to say Santa has been. By that time, when mum and dad had said that, I was sick because I'd eaten all the Thornton's yes. truffles. Yep, yeah, yeah. Always yeah. or the selection. Selection box had gone. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Gone. And I, oh, just, so there was sugar all over the bed. Um, we were just hyper. <laughs> um, and it was Santa's bean, Santa's bean, Santa's bean. And then we both had a chair. So you're right, actually, because I don't think everything was was um was wrapped I don't think everything uh-huh. was wrapped so yeah we both had a chair so we knew which one I think we knew which one our chair was they did the traditional like they would put out whiskey for Santa the night before and things like that Um and so yeah it would it would be super super early and then we'd have mum would make breakfast got some croissants do you want some croissants oh croissants oh gosh um <laughs> a wee a wee bacon butty. um Aye. and then Aye we'd have some more selection boxes we'd watch some movies we'd have dinner mum wouldn't eat dinner because she'd just get too stressed with making dinner yes and then we'd have her oh she loves a bo- oh box and day dinner so much better so much better It's much better, it's much better. <laughs> um, and so so yeah that was queen speech three o'clock granny would always right we got to work around so if granny was there queen speech and then i think we would eat after that uh-huh. um then we'd watch mum's favourite Christmas movie is E.T. Um, oh, you know, yeah. A classic. Yeah. Mum's favourite movie ever. And then, yeah, so there'd be things like Noel Edmonds' house party and stuff.
0: Oh, so we'd all cry. Yeah, <laughs> we'd that's all right. be
1: flies in our eyes. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah. Do you have, any, do you have any specific memory? Word. Do you have any specific memory that says that that was just a magical, magical moment?
1: It's for me. It's it, Chris Christmas Day. All those forty-four years are brought together in a big bubble of yeah. magic. Because I think my parents were also very good at oh, you know Santa's been in, what's that and opening that. Ah. I re- I recall Domino Rally,
0: right. and I
1: remember my dad spending hours. It only did you get Domino Rally, and it was hours to set it up and we had a loop the loop and it go under Mm. the couch and over the other one and mum's trying to make her bring in our bacon rolls and dad's like sorting Mm. around the skirting boards and up and over and um and still remember and we were just like wow like (laughs) because it took hours to make but then you just hit one thing and it was over (laughs) 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 my (laughs) dear father was just like is that, is that it? Second <laughs> like, are like, Christ, Christmas day. <laughs> amazing. Set <more."> up again. More. <laughs> and he's like, seriously? Yeah. Like, it's just, I'm exhausted. Yes. Um, so yeah, I can still remember Domino Rally. I can still, I think there's just a magic of, of going to pick up granny or granny would stay. No, we'd pick up granny, go and get her. And then it's that whole time, because on Boxing Day, we'd always take granny to the sales.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And we'd go to BHS, and she'd get our winter coat. Yeah. Um, and we'd sit in the BHS cafeteria, and we'd have uh-huh. something. It would be a wee treat, because we'd get a wee cake. Um, and yeah, but we, you know, there was there was bits when we became teenagers, we'd be, oh! oh yeah, we are yeah, like, true. walking in with granny getting a coat. And... Um, but there was, I loved that, even just thinking about it, I can feel that time. Uh-huh. It's visceral, yeah. isn't it? It's just, it it's is. in your bones and I can see my mum across from me, putting a cake out for granny and um, yeah, so I think that whole, it's just for me, just a magical, beautiful yeah. bubble and that's pure testament to my parents.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I think I remember, I, I, it's, all of that resonates with me so much and it was so magical because yeah, parents can make it just by whooping it up, you know, it doesn't have to be that much was going on but you know, I remember getting a, a, a bike one year, I remember um, you know, like big events but the thing that's most lasting in my mind and um, was I would be six and my brother would be 10, 11 and we'd had pocket money and Sam had said, let's go and get something from mum and dad and so we'd never really done that before but we went into the town and we had um three or four pounds and we uh bought like a load of tat really we got a, a cigarette lighter um I don't think either of them smoked at the time um they got like a cheap kind of perfume bottle that was 20 pence and a mug and, and a whole bunch of stuff like there was a bit you know 12 things in it. And one of them was this bear, this bear that cost 34 pence. And it was a moldy brown bear that was just the ugliest thing you've ever seen. Uh, ceramic uh, brown bear. And um, so on Christmas uh, Eve, Sam and I went upstairs, we got a cardboard box. We put loads of cut bits of paper in it. And then we just loaded all these different gifts in, and uh, wrapped it up and then we came down proud as punch um, in the living room and we said to mom and dad well this is ours and so we shoved our gift under the tree for them and uh, mom and dad thought we were just making a joke like it was just kind of fun and we're like okay well we'll see and so the next day we got up and they went along with it all oh, right let's open this and see what kind of and they opened it and um my mom burst into tears just yeah. at, at the wee perfumes and the, the lighter and the mug and the different things and the wee cub- the toy thing that all came out that we'd went and got. And she um, just got really, really emotional. And um, so I think I learned at that moment about gift giving oh. and where the pleasure lay. I think that at six years old, that's where I learned how much better it was. And that bear is in every family photograph. She once took it out of the living room to put upstairs because it's the cheapest, nastiest thing. But she couldn't bear it. it; had to come back down again, and it was sat right in the middle. And then when my parents died, I got it, and and Sam said, "I guess you'll want the bear," and I was like, "I do want the bear." And so the bear sits through there, and and I remember even being here, my the the cleaner who comes in alley, she would say. I'm really scared of that bear, I know how much it means to you. She says, everything else is fine, but I'm really careful with it. And I realised it was that. And so what I did one year is I was out at the Dune Antiques and we saw an identical bear. It must have been part of the same batch. And it, it cost like a fiver at Dune Antique. And it was this bear and so I bought it. And what I did is I, um, I, I bought it and then behind my back, I started to swap them around. And so that I didn't know which bear was which. Mm-hmm. And I gave my brother one of them for his Christmas one year. And I said, that's for you. And he went, is that the bear? I said, it might be. I said, mm-hmm. but what we'll know that if one of them breaks, we'll know, we'll see that the other one must have been the real bear. And so that between us, we're still going to have the bear regardless of what happens, we move in houses and various other things. But it's that bear is for me what Christmas is all about. And it still sits through there, ugliest thing in the world, right in the middle of my house. Um, but that's where I kind of learned the magic of Christmas in terms of giving it from a family point of view.
1: There's such pleasure and nothing I much prefer to give, like I just love buying presents. I just remembered like we used to do little plays for my granda, where Russell and I used to do, I forgot, like just when you were talking about that there. Um, I must ask mum and dad the different plays that we did.
0: Did you have any um, like traditions around, because we had Peter that used to live, listen down the chimney for whether you were being naughty or not. So, oh, I, Pete, it was Pete um, I used to listen down the <laughs> chimney to see if you were being naughty or not. And I noticed that in Austria, they have um, this horrendous thing called Krampus. Oh, which I just, thought you'd like that. Oh, I would love it. I love it. But it's like, it's just Satan. Like they've got this satanic character who basically you don't get anything if he does it. But I was in Austria one year. And on the 6th, if you have been good, if Krampus hasn't done it, you get a big long bag of peanuts outside your door. Um, with sweeties and stuff and chocolates and stuff all the way through it and there's these peanuts and maybe a little plastic toy and that's basically Krampus day, if if if, if you've been all right and you haven't kind of screwed up then you get this big long tall bag sack of uh, brown bag of peanuts with all that stuff in it
1: Oh my goodness, can you imagine walking out and everyone (sighs) else in the street has it and you don't, it's a wee bit of I thought you'd like that because it's shadow (laughs) it's the shadow that Jim would love about history? <laughs> there's
0: shadow in that there Christmas. Aye, there is. <laughs> there is. And, and I mean, the Celts, we told ghost stories and, you know, mm. the uh, Icelandic, the Gria, who was this giant cannibal who would eat kids. And um, I think there's something in the Celtic, or at least the country, like rather than a city, kind of can but a countryside Christmas that somehow involves shadow. Mm. you know and and i think it's good because there's so much celebration and light like so what's the balance What's the celebrate bit? and i think that's where our ghost stories come from and our hunkering down and it's in the midwinter and in scotland there's two hours of daylight you know and all of that stuff i think that's what it that's what it is <laughs> i'm sorry that was insensitive saying that to somebody from glasgow oh that's like, hilarious <laughs> I mean,
1: hilarious uh, we're waiting on that coming around the comedy corner <laughs> Um, but that we've got Curie haven't we? So we Aye. in Scotland, we would say Curie which means in, that you're in tune with your surroundings. And I think that's the thing. You're just kind of... You, I'm so pleased that we've moved here because there's a fire as well. And there's just, there's magic, isn't there? There's just magic in sitting around and, and, yeah, we're probably having more blethers, more chats um, rather than sort of Netflixing it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that whole notion of currying in that I think is so important around this time.
0: I do. Currying to
1: what's on offer to us.
0: Aye, it is. Just be, be with it. And I think there's a, you know, normally in these talks, we talk a little bit about is there a process? Is there a procedure? Is there something we could do that we could practice? And I think the Advent practice, maybe the, the candles idea, is not necessarily to light them, but just to take those themes. To see us through a dark winter with a, a, a growing virus. Mm-hmm. Um, and what could we practice at this time that is Advent based that would be good for us, good for our mental health? And um, if I take the first one, hope, you know, we mentioned that the first of the purple candles. Werner Earhart says, Your life works to the extent that you're living in the hope of a preferred future. You know i think more than ever you know like we saw that we've seen the news today about there's variants of the virus and all that stuff but then and read on where every scientist is saying the vaccine's fine for it you know and and, yeah and the flu like i got a flu jab this year that covered six variants of the flu that are coming kind of like that's just where we'll develop vaccines as well as develop other things so really important that you live in the hope of a preferred future and that you start to visualize springtime 2021 and what might be possible and who you might see and what you might do. I think when you light that first candle, when you think about Advent, hope, important.
1: And also faith. Um, so the beautiful Alexander Lowen would say, without faith, it's impossible to experience love. Yes. You know, and, and faith is that belief that is a trust. It's a confidence. It's a, a pledge to something bigger you know and and so sometimes we kind of say faith is religion and sort of say that's what it is it's just it's something bigger it can be the collective us the collective consciousness that we all have and so you know we need I think I've drawn in a hell of a lot of faith this year just to you know to help us through and I think we need it to get past our own sort of erosive tendencies and you know that's Alcoholics Anonymous knew this and There has to be faith in something, some power bigger than all of us, or we're going to revert to our old habits. I think never more so have I noticed the the need for faith, my personal desire for that faith, that faith in humanity that allows us to grow through this and to see see the, the underlying messages through this and take it
0: forward. Lovely. And, and then joy, the third one, the mm. party one. Uh, mm. Just to laugh and engage emotionally, the ups and downs. You know, I remember there was a big liminal space where I actually um, discovered my gran dead. So I was close to my granny, went over for Sunday lunch, uh, Saturday lunch from the library and she was gone. And um, it was a horrible time. But I remember the time between that and us, uh, her cremation. My aunties were in the house and they were cleaning out her Wardrobe and everything, and we yeah. found some of the weirdest things. And oh. the, the, yeah, there was this like big a, bit of elastic that had two big plastic cups. And like my aunt is trying to wear it over her torso, and like, my couch a... And we realized it was my granny was quite fat, and it was basically to help her get her tights up. So you shoved them into tights and then you would pull them up over your leg. And then when we realized that, like my granny would always make fun of her own weight, and we I'd do that about myself, you know, and we would laugh a lot but the other one was we discovered a corset that was like ripped right up the back and my aunt helen said oh that was the time your granny got into a fight with the council over she needed a surgical corset for her back and they were like you don't and they're like yeah, you do and there's this to and fro and she kicked up such a fuss somebody come around and tied her into this corset and it was <laughs> only when her, her legs started to go blue in the evening because they've cut off the circulation somebody <laughs> had to come in and cut her out of it And so we found this corset we we laughed and laughed about all of these wonderful old stories about my granny and I think Mm. in the deepest darkest when it's the 21st and 22nd get on the phone with people who make you laugh and just Mm -hmm. in the darkest moment when you laugh there is something about it that becomes so uproarious and so wonderful the joy is so important my cheeks
1: hurt <laughs> um, and then, so what's our other candles? Peace. So maybe that's about we've talked a lot about sort of letting go, you know, yeah. closure. So having congruence with that. Always love to feel out a bit of Delt's logical levels yes. <laughs> and see from an alignment perspective and just what do we need to get closure on in the past? How do we line up? What are we now aligned with? Because we might be aligned with something different. Yes. Our values and beliefs may have shifted. We've spoken about that a few times. Our, for some, our identity has shifted, You know, whether that be through a change in job, a change in venture, a change in relationship. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's important to see what we need to let go of. What do we want to hold on to? What are we aligning ourselves with in 2021? If we did hold that orange in our hand, would we align with something different? Yeah. Um, and give ourselves the opportunity to think on that and make meaning you know if, if we make that meaning from it we can send yes. it to our long term memory and so it's not coming up for us and so yeah give give yourself time to curry in and, and make peace
0: Lovely and I think for me the final one of the Christ candle, the purity one you know there's none of us are beings of pure light you know we're all you know, a little broken by the fall. We're all doing our best sometimes to get through the day and and we're all sometimes compromised. Those things happen. Uh, My my fear, though, is, and this is, I guess, why my faith's always been important, is that how do we still keep a standard in place, even if we're not meeting it? You know, I think sometimes when people say, for instance, over COVID, you break the rules once and rather than live with the guilt of that or, hey, I screwed up or, yeah, I did it for this reason and then get back. People then begin to justify it and say, oh, COVID's a myth or I'm now going to form a point of view that aligns with these people that say you shouldn't be doing any of any it anyway. It's like, no, keep the standard up, even if you don't meet it, which you never will. But there should be some standard of behavior, some standard of society that we collectively say this is what we're going to try and achieve and if we don't meet it then you know there's provision for that there's forgiveness there's there's learning there's development there's you know the the whole the whole theme of everything that is Christian is grace Mm. you know I mean if it's never about grace and it's never about goodness then it's not Christianity Mm. you know when it becomes about something else when it becomes harsh or dictatorial or excluding then it's no longer for me about Christianity. Christianity at its core is about grace. And so therefore we can keep a standard of purity that says, let's still aspire to that. Every one of us, Christian or not, you know, Muslim, Hindu, Atheist, let's all aspire to something at a human level where there's more love, compassion, inclusion, healing, and living together and working better with our environment. Those All, all those things, let's work together for all of that. And um, and keep the standard up rather than if we don't meet it, bring the standard down. No, keep a standard of here's what we aspire to.
1: Oh, I like that. And you know what? Because we love a candle. <laughs> <laughs> right? Jim and I are not, are not shy of candles and our visits.
0: Exactly.
1: Let's <laughs> right, tell you that. So let's add another one in. Um, Come on then. Let's add another one in because being... For those of you that haven't realised, um, Scottish Hogmanay's. I, I I don't know what this experience was like for yourself, but is bigger, bigger than yeah. Christmas here. Yeah, it's it's kind yeah. of and there's a. It lot
0: certainly of, used to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of so we love it because uh-huh. you know first footing, um because alcohol. Um, <laughs> But there, it, it can be quite dualistic. It can be people either love it or they hate it. So sometimes yes, feel my mom hated it.
0: My mom hated it. It's
1: a time to reflect, right? And I think Aye. we we go back and we look at the year that you know we've had, but also in previous years, you know, those that that we've they've lost, and they always they always surround us at the time of the bells. You know, they always pop up at the time of the bells, whether they're in our hearts and our heads, or or we feel them around us. So, um. So let's let's light a candle for, and let's have a tartan rubber around it. Yes. Um, for reflection.
0: Yeah, great idea.
1: So how would you reflect then, to... Kirsty?
0: How would you oh reflect on goodness. this year, Kirsty? Let's reflect on the on the okay. podcasts. The what pressure. would you reflect on?
1: My reflection is that I am, I am extremely jo- and joyful that we did them. Yeah is my overall reflection of. I got another message yesterday saying, hey, Kirsty, I just want you to know uh, yourself and Jim have helped me in the last couple of months. And I take a moment every time we get one of those messages. I can't, I have no language for the feeling Mm. that wells up inside us for for those messages. Um, And to have it on the what. 14th of December you know when mm. we started in March and you are like wow um and even if we just got one of those messages worth yeah. it like 100% yeah. worth it um so I am joyful I'm joyful for the time that we spent together I think I have said it before that it's been really therapeutic and cathartic for us to come for me to come together and go (laughs) what what is cracking off and and for us to ride that roller coaster and to see where that is going and and so I'm I'm joyful for that whole experience I'm joyful for the coming together people when we did the live ones I love the live ones and the change ones and coaching and you know that felt very exposing so I had, like, yes. a vulnerability hangover the next day. I think we both said that. We we're like... We did, oh, we did, did, we did. Did we? Did we say, did we? <laughs> did Out loud? Yeah. With others?
0: It was my bottom lip really trembling there on a live I, video? I yeah. there was
1: something wrong with the, with the, the, the Wi-Fi. I was <laughs> a little bit upset there. Um, <laughs> which felt exposing and also right. Yeah. You know, bringing the guys in and doing the architect. So I... yeah. I am the boundless gratitude, boundless gratitude for the experience of it, for doing it, for the conversations we've had that have just helped me mentally, emotionally, spiritually to check in with you, and also to feel like we're checking in with other people as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Isn't that yeah. bizarre?
0: Yeah, I did a. Uh, uh zoom call yesterday with one of the guys that was just listening I didn't know him but he wrote and said is there any chance I could have a chat and I was like well why not and uh, we had a, a chat about it all and about had questions about it and and all those things and it was absolutely brilliant you know and he's uh he's uh, you know he in his situation he's a granddad and and uh missing his kids grandkids a bit and and uh what he's been through he's also in the same field as us he does some great work and and um, he and his perspectives and the depth of his questions and, and his, his book that he's written and stuff as well it's just rich. And it wouldn't have happened if we hadn't done those. And I, and I think that's you mentioned the word experience there. I think, you know, you can talk about things or you can do them. You know, you can talk about them or you can do them. You can you can talk about, you know, what the thing is or, or you can actually have had experiences. We've had experiences. We've got together in the Smiddy. we've done the Zoom thing, we've had emotionality, we've done wee bits of research and prep sometimes on these things. We've got ourselves in a in a good place. And I love the fact that we now sit here in Advent, able to reflect on actual experiences rather than reflect from the sidelines, watching the game going on. It's like we jumped on the pitch and i love that i love that we have actual life experiences and i think that's my big takeaway from that is that in 2021 however restricted maybe the first half of it might be or the first quarter or or all of it we don't know but it's like what do you do that still ensures that you're experiencing life rather than observing it or talking about it and so i like that we can do that and i think probably the the most magic one for me in reflection was the liminal space um when we got into that and when we touched that's your spirituality which is packed with mystery and curiosity and questions and insight and 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 feeling Kirsty, just kind of getting access to some of that in you um was just an amazing time and, and just again i've had folks from world economic forum and various others just writing in to say that liminal space one felt really important and um yeah so i think probably because we're in Advent, probably because that's where we are now. That's the one that kind of comes up for me is imagining you in Bulgaria, imagine the Portman teeth, imagine all those different spiritual spooky in between moments that have occurred in our life that makes me realize that I don't ever have to be oppressed by the news or by everything else going on because there's a lot more happening in the world than we can see. And my faith tells me that this will all work together for good and we're moving in the right direction we've got hope for a a future and we're just in a liminal space right now which means there's a work being done in us but let's not confuse that with the fact that we're going in the right direction things are going to get better and probably 2021 not too long into it we're going to start to be able to hug again and see each other and just live in the hope and i'm really happy to light a candle for that A
1: New Year's poem. Ring out wild bells to the wild sky, the flying cloud, the frosty light. The year is dying in the night. Ring out wild bells and let them die. Ring out the old, ring in the new. Ring happy bells across the snow. The year is going, let him go. Ring out the false, ring in the true. Ring out the grief that saps the mind for those that here we see no more. Ring out the feud of rich and poor, ring in redress to all mankind. Ring out a slowly dying cause in ancient forms of party strife. Ring in the nobler modes of life with sweeter manners, purer laws. Ring out the want, the care, the sin, the faithlessness, coldness of the times. Ring out, ring out my mournful rhymes, but ring the fuller minstrel in. Ring out false pride and place and blood, the civic slander and the spite. Ring in the love of truth and right, ring in the common love of good. Ring out old shapes of foul disease. Ring out the narrowing lust of gold. Ring out the thousand wars of old. Ring in the thousand years of peace. Ring in the valiant man and free, the larger heart, the kindlier hand. Ring out the darkness of the land. Ring in the Christ that is to be. Lord Alfred Tennyson.